Welcome to the newest edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. Thank you all for tuning in. If you're tuning in on Spotify, thank you, thank you, thank you. Go ahead and give me that five-star rating if you would like. If you're tuning in on Google Podcasts, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tuning in on iHeartRadio, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, if you would, go ahead and give me that five-star rating and review. I surely appreciate it. Now onto the show. Today's guest, we have a returning guest this week. That would be Chris Lewis II, host of the Drop Balls podcast. We're going to be talking a little AFC South, and we are going to be talking the AFC playoff picture. But first, I want to get you all started a little different this week. Usually, I do the early hits, and I do the preview and review. This week, going to do a little something different. Going to debut a new segment for you all called Get It Off Your Chest. Yes, the segment is called Get It Off Your Chest. And I'm going to come with Something that I need to get off my chest and just let it be known and let the world hear what I'm thinking and what I'm what's going on in my mind. Are you ready? Hopefully that was a yes on the other end. Let's get it started. What's been on my mind? Let's see. Looking at Black Monday. The annual, the year, the, the annual day every year where coaches get fired at the end of the season. And of course, you know, there were some candidates that got fired or, or some, some great candidates that got fired. That would be Mike Zimmer. I mean, you had uh, eventually Joe Judge got fired, even though they didn't fire him on uh, Black Monday. I mean, there are some others, but. One of the more intriguing and interesting firings happened in Miami, Mr. Brian Flores. He who had a seven-game losing streak and had a seven-game winning streak in the same season. He was actually doing great things with the Miami Dolphins, two winning seasons out of the last three. Of course, didn't make the playoffs, but still, he was improving and making that team better. And what does he get? He gets... Fired. Yes, he gets fired. You see, the the thing I have an issue with here is he gets fired. They're being successful. And then all of a sudden, all these stories come out about how he was doing this and how he was acting this way and that way and all those type of different things. But the funny thing is all of y'all were quiet when he was coaching the team. Some of these people weren't even around the team. All these stories just so happened to come out when 
he gets fired trying to justify the firing. Really, a successful coach, and you nitpick at what he does, how he does it, things like that, to justify firing a coach that was turning around your organization. Miami, you look like you got clown shoes on right now. That was silly, stupid, and I don't understand it. And if you're hiring somebody else, it better be a better candidate than Mr. Flores. Because if it isn't, you're probably going to be clowned a lot by a lot of NFL fans. Simple and plain. But this speaks to a bigger issue in the NFL. Look at the amount of coaches that are black in the NFL or people of color. Just look. There's not very many. And usually in circumstances when black black uh, men are named head coaches, it isn't always one, chance, one thing that ends well. And a lot of times they end up taking jobs that are bad jobs and it always ends up, oh, it's always their fault. It's their fault this, it's their fault that. For example, look at Houston right now. They're not even sure they're going to bring back David Coley. He was hired in a no-win situation. They had 20, 28, 30 people that were free agents. They're going to be free agents this offseason that they brought in on one-year deals. And just the organization is in disarray. Yet, they want us to believe that if they fire him, that he probably may be the reason why that this organization wasn't successful this year. No. No, 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 no. You don't get off that easy, Houston. David Culley actually did a great job considering what he was given. And just the mere fact that you're even thinking of firing him or not bringing him back after one season where he actually did a lot of good things with that team trying to establish a culture just shows what kind of disarray this organization is in. And then hearing the rumors of potentially a Joe Judge sighting down there or them potentially looking at him potentially looking at a a josh mcdaniels i mean brian flores yeah okay we get that one but why are you all trying to be the new england patriots of the south can you be the first houston texans can you try that one good time i mean honestly all these uh coaches i mean you look at it a lot of like head coaches inexplicably get fired and get the short end of a stick as a stick. Yet you have guys that keep hanging in there. I mean, honestly, the only reason Joe judge got fired is because players went to management and cited things and reasons why he should not be there. If that wouldn't have happened, they would have kept him as the head coach while they let the general manager that hired him and did a bad job retire. Imagine that. You do a bad job and you get the shoes, you retire. How about that? So, I mean, just look at all the the things that happen. Look at all the things. I mean, you still have Matt Rule that's a head coach in Carolina talking about his plan and what it looks like and things like that. But still, it's a magical plan because nobody knows what it looks like. Honestly, the NFL, get it together. Get it together. This is just more of the same foolishness when it comes to blackhead coaches. I mean, ask, uh, uh, I think it's Steve Wilkes actually was the head coach in Arizona. He got one year to try to turn it around, and then they, they fired him. 
he'll probably never get a chance to be a head coach again because Arizona just didn't give him time to turn things around yet. They bring in Cliff Kingsbury, a guy that was not even proven on the college level, and give him three years, four years, however many years he's been there. So you tell me that hiring and firing in the NFL has nothing to do with uh, being black or just that not be getting fair opportunities. You tell me that, and you tell me that 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 there are fair opportunities, and I've I've got a beach house in North Dakota in the dead of winter to sell to you. That's my rant for today. I'm done. David Coley should not be fired. Brian Flores should be still the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And Matt Rule, you should be catching the uh, unemployment line like the rest of the other coaches that didn't do that thing. You know, like Mike Zimmer and Joe Judge and, you know, all those guys. That's all I can say. That's uh, my rant. I had to get that off my chest. I mean, it just bothered me to the core. Oh, but there'll be more. This ain't the only rant. There'll be another one next week. But, of course, I got to chill for a moment. Got to go to the next segment. All right. Up next, we got a little uh, review of the last week of the season. And maybe a preview of what the... Tennessee Titans could look like in the playoffs. You're listening to Touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. We're going to go to a quick commercial break break and be right back. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to the show. And as promised, we're going to talk about the week that was the last week of AFC South football play in the regular season. And boy, oh boy, it definitely had some uh, ramifications across the entire AFC. Let's start first with the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, with this game, of course, the Colts came in, win, and they're in the playoffs. That simple. But what people did not know, generally did not know, is the Jacksonville Jaguars have not lost to the Indianapolis Colts in Jacksonville 
since 2014. Yes, these same Jacksonville Jaguars that struggle, struggle to get wins consistently, consistently look like something on the field, have beaten the Indianapolis Colts at home every time since 2014. Yes, so this has been a scary place for the Colts. And what was interesting is the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, fans, I think, ordered a, or not ordered, but put together a clown uh, suit kind of uh, game. They basically had fans showing up in clown costumes to just, I guess, show their you know, dis- disapproval or show their, their anger or frustration with ownership and the team in general but on this day the Jacksonville Jaguars actually came out and played some ball they raced out to a big lead versus the Indianapolis Colts the Colts were coming out of course Carson Wentz threw through some interceptions the defense wasn't the same I mean, it just seemed like the Indianapolis Colts did not get off the bus, nor did they make the trip to Indianapolis. I mean, excuse me, to Jacksonville. So, of course, they lose the game. They don't make the playoffs. And Jacksonville rides off on a high note. And, of course, this loss opened the door for the winner of the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game to make the playoffs, which Pittsburgh won the game. And, of course, they could have missed the playoffs if San Diego, excuse me, and Los Angeles Chargers and the Oakland, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. See all these teams changing places? There we go. I got to get it right (laughs) with myself on that one. But, basically, the Chargers and the Raiders could have both made the playoffs if they tied. They almost did. Then, of course, the infamous timeout from uh, Coach Staley out in uh, for, with the Chargers. And, of course, the Raiders kicked field goal and knocked them out of the playoffs. But, anyway, anyway, the Steelers made the playoffs or had the chance to make the playoffs because the Colts didn't win. That has to be a tough pill to swallow. Of course, we're going to talk about that in our next segment with my uh, my guest, but uh, a little bit more. But we'll, we'll uh, I guess, leave it at that. And of course, you know, it's going to be a long off season, definitely for the Colts. Um, as far as Jaguars, of course, they're interviewing uh, head coach candidates, and of course, the name that's been mentioned is Bill O'Brien, the former coach of the Houston Texans. I don't know why. But, hey, it is what it is. It's their franchise, not mine. There you go. All right. The next game was, of course, Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Um, Usually in these games, they're close. Doesn't matter what the record is. They're always a close game. And this one started out a little bit uh, atypical with the Titans racing out to a 21-0 lead. Uh, I mean, throwing the football around actually a little bit more. The running game wasn't quite working like it usually would. 
So Ryan Tannehill had a pretty good game. Well, he ended up throwing four touchdown passes. Of course, they were up 21-0. The Texans in the second half, of course, made it a close ball game. Like, you know, they usually would this this game usually is a close ball game every time when that when the Titans play in Houston. That's just what it is. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but it always is. So the game got close. Then the the Titans had a big drive. Uh, huge play in this drive. Looked like Ryan Tannehill was going to get sacked. He shrugs off a Texans defender, rolls out to his right, throws to a wide open wide receiver for the Titans. But um, it was pretty good, pretty good sized game. And of course, they would finish that off with a touchdown and get, regain control. They'd win 28 25 in Houston. And that gave them the number one overall seed and made it where the AFC road to the playoffs goes through Tennessee. Now, some would say that is a great thing for the Titans to get the number one overall seed, but history has shown that it could potentially be dangerous for them. Well, one good thing, though, is the Baltimore Ravens didn't make the playoffs because the last two times that the Tennessee Titans have been the number one overall seed, they have been knocked out by the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh, But the thing is, they're 0-2 in terms of making the Super Bowl or even getting to that next game. They didn't even make the AFC Championship game being the number one overall seed both times. So... A little bit of history there. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see if they buck that trend and, of course, make the AFC title game. But a little bit of history there in terms of them. Um, of course, uh, you know, Derrick Henry, the big news was he was, um, you know, had the 21-day window opened up for him to be, you know, returned to action. They did not activate in this game. Very smart decision. Uh, they didn't need him in this game because, of course, Deontay Foreman has been uh, doing this thing. He ran for over 500 yards uh, since week nine uh, when Derrick Henry went out. And, of course, you got to also keep in mind, he wasn't the starter when he first got back. Remember, they brought in Adrian Peterson. Um, they had, uh, of course, Hilliard starting some games. And then Deontay Foreman. So... Uh, that's pretty amazing to have that amount of yards since uh, week nine and not be the starter for most of that, for the beginning of that time. So, yeah, definitely an accomplishment for him, and more than likely he's going to see a payday from somebody, if not staying with the Tennessee Titans this offseason. All right, that's been my breakdown and review of the week. Oh, didn't talk about Houston. Hmm. Well, I talked about them a lot in the uh, – <laughs> Uh, getting something off my chest in the first uh, segment of the show. But, of course, they end the season on a high note, and uh, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen there with their coach. But Davis Mills more than likely will be the guy that will uh, be be their quarterback going into the next season, which that will be interesting to see how that goes and see how his development goes. Because, of course, you got to also remember – uh, the, the 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 way to see if a quarterback is actually someone that can actually dominate and get better and do some things is when a team has seen him three, four, two, three, four times and there's tape out there 
and he makes those adjustments and still makes plays. That's why I look at it. But hey, I digress. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we got the host of the Drop Balls podcast, Chris Lewis II. You're tuned in to Touring the ASC South with your host, Mike Patton. We'll be back after these commercial breaks. Do you feel the need? The need for speed? Yeah, I know. We're not living in Top Gun times. But if you have a middle or high school student looking to gain speed or you are a collegiate or professional athlete that's wanting to get faster, then you need to check out Hulk Flash Performance, a partner of X3 Performance located at Boost Fit Club in Nashville, Tennessee. Middle schoolers, you can train up to two times a week for $200 and high schoolers, three times a week for $300. Now let me give you some facts about speed training. Speed training is a skill that grows like a tree, meaning you could see quick and dramatic improvements, but for the best results, those happen over long periods of time. Are you ready to commit to the process? If so, you can fill out the form at form.jotform.com backslash 212-725-252-786056. Again, that is form.jotform.com backslash 212-725-252-786056. And someone will contact you as soon as possible. Let's sit, let's get you to top speed with Hulk Flash Performance. Welcome to another edition of Touring the ASC South. Our host, Mike Patton. It's the playoffs. The regular season is over. The playoffs are here. And, you know, of course, we have to talk about the playoffs we got to talk about the teams that are in, teams that are out, and all those things around it. And I didn't want to do this by myself, so I brought in I brought in uh, reinforcements. And that would be the host of the Drop Balls podcast, Mr. Chris Lewis. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me on today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm good, man. Just uh, recovering. Recovering. All right. All right. Hey, that's good, man. It's good to hear. Now, speaking of recovering, man, I mean, I, I hate to start the show <laughs> off like this, but or the interview off like this, but uh, man, one win to get in, two times, twice, can't beat the Raiders. Cannot Jaguars in Jacksonville. Now, I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know what happened. Maybe you saw something that I didn't see, but I'm going to leave it to you. Can you explain <laughs> what happened with them not getting in the playoffs, just needing to win? Yeah, man. It, I don't know. Like, it was, it's a lot different. The team looked a lot different from, what was it, week six to, like, week 16. And then, like, week 17 and 18, you just saw them kind of, like they were just very, they were playing very lackadaisical. So like, you know, we, we went into Arizona, we were shorthanded because of COVID and everything. And then you go to the Raiders the following week, we get everybody back. And, you know, Darius Leonard, he's coming off the COVID list. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly comes back from 
um the thing with his wife and his and his daughter passing and everything um and then glowinski and Braden smith they come back and then you just see like everybody that came back from COVID, they didn't look the same once they came back and i don't know if that i mean because we saw it last year with cam you know cam newton he was looking really good last year he caught COVID, came back and just didn't look the same and the same thing you could say about like i said darius leonard and everybody else that came back and i mean i don't want to use that as, as an excuse but you could just tell they weren't they weren't ready to play and like even against jacksonville carson Wentz didn't lose us that game but he also didn't do anything to help us win that game either and so uh i don't know man it was just it was just all bad all around and we don't play good in jacksonville anyway and so the fact that you don't play good in Jacksonville to start with, and then you go there and you just play like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it was all bad. It was all bad. I hear you. I hear you. You know, uh, speaking of not playing playing good there in Jacksonville anyway, the, the Indianapolis Colts have not won there since 2014. It's been that long. So, you know, it, it, all around, you thought that the Colts would get in and, People were talking about much Dawson. Now they're sitting at home watching the playoffs. And I know that had to be painful to watch the, the last two games. Yeah, it, it was it was painful, but like so like the Jacksonville game wasn't surprising. Like, I don't know if you if you saw it on Twitter. I even put some money on the Jaguars winning that game. <laughs> I, I picked the Colts to win just because you know it's a game that you're expecting us to win. Like we expect to win that game, but I know the history of that rivalry or whatever that divisional rivalry and i know since 2014 we ain't won in jacksonville so i was like all right let me go try to make some money off of this game but uh so it wasn't surprising i mean it was still disappointing because from week six through 16 we was rolling we was rolling and you would expect us to have won those last two games and got in but it is what it is we'll see what happens next season i hear you there i hear you there definitely some decisions to make this offseason as well. Um, and of course, you know, unfortunately, losing that first round draft. You're not making a playoffs here. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the Colts. But anyway, we got to talk about the teams that are in there. Yes, sir. One of those teams that is in there is the AFC South champion, Tennessee Titans. They go down to Houston. First, uh, excuse me, the first round by is, is on, is, is, is up on the line. They go in there up 21-0 at halftime. Houston comes back. Then they have a, a drive that was accompanied by a great play by Tannehill. Escaping the sack, scrambling out to his right, throws a strike to uh, uh, Aquino. Uh, I can't remember all of his name. Excuse me for <laughs> the fans of the fights. I cannot remember all of his name. But anyway, he was wide open. He was a free agent out of Indiana. I know that. But anyway, he caught the pass wide open on the sideline. Titans go in to score. They hold off the Texans, win the game, sew up the number one overall seed. Um, you know, how the, the Titans are different things this year. I mean, what are your thoughts on them in the playoffs, especially with, of course, Derrick Henry coming back, Julio Jones having his best game of the season, essentially? Well, Second best game. Seattle game was good, except for he didn't score a touchdown. But, <laughs> you know, which he did, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But 
<clears throat> yeah, it just – I mean, what do you think about the Titans going into the playoffs? Um, So with the Titans going into the playoffs, they finished the season strong, and um, they did what they had to do in, in, in Houston to get the win. And uh, Derrick Henry coming back rested and healthy, I'll take that any day of the week. And especially now, since they see what they have in Foreman, and they see they don't have to run Derrick Henry 40 times a game, they can give Foreman some of those carries because he was solid when Derrick Henry went out. And um, so, I mean, it's, it's if, they can, if they can continue to click and A.J. Brown stay healthy through their playoff run, Julio stays healthy, it's a scary team. It's a scary team when they put everything together. And defense is playing really well for the Tennessee Titans as well. I mean, besides, like, the second half of that game where they kind of let up, let up the, uh, <laughs> let their foot off the gas, but um, their defense is playing very well. And I mean, I don't really know. I guess you can say Kansas City uh, give them a run for their money, but I really, at the same time, I really don't know because I don't trust Kansas City's defense. Gotcha. Yeah, their defense is quite interesting. Yeah. Their defense is definitely quite interesting. I mean, ever since they acquired Melvin Ingram, their defense has been very good. Um, but then again, you did see the game against Cincinnati where Jamar Chase did with anything he wanted to do in <laughs> the game. And it didn't seem like uh, a Kansas City defensive back was within like 10 yards of him. He had a pass and cut across the middle of the field and ran around them like you would see a like you would see a man. Character, a man uh, when you when you got him under your control on the game. Yeah, and so I mean, just, even last it, that game, didn't inspire me about the defensive backs. Yeah, even last game against uh, who did they play this 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 past Saturday? Played against Denver. Yeah, even against Denver, like I mean, I I know it's a divisional game, but even against Denver, it's like Denver was able to do what they wanted to do. Drew Locke was running like he was. Mike Vick or something back there <laughs> and, and doing whatever he wanted to do. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I have a concern about the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah, it's definitely an, uh, an interesting uh, thing to look at from, uh, you know, you, you would never think you'd have be talking about the Kansas City defense being the issue potentially again. But, you know, you, the way the season started, you thought it may be the offense you'd be talking about. But, yeah, for sure. It is what it is. Uh, you know, of course, the Titans uh, defensively, I would say, you know, a guy that nobody talks about on the Titans defense, Harold Landry. He's there. Nobody even talks about him or brings him up. Um, I mean, that that front four, or I should say front five, because, I mean, they do run a three, four, is probably one of the uh, the keys of that defense, along with David Long coming back off of the the uh the uh injured injured list as well so mm -hmm. that's going to be key uh especially you know how how uh fulton does i know fulton caught an injury i can't tell if it was arm shoulder i haven't really checked into that one as yet but that'll be key as well because he's their best corner question he's their best corner um you know it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see now what i'm, I'm going to ask this <laughs> The Titans are the number one seed, but there is always someone out there. I know you said Kansas City, but 
Do you see Cincinnati as being a viable threat to win the AFC champion? Um, it depends on what Cincinnati shows up. If it's if it's the Cincinnati that we saw against the Browns, no. If it's the Cincinnati that you know showed up against uh who was it that they put up like 40 something points against? My bad, my son's you making noise. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I mean they, they put up 40 <laughs> against a lot of teams, but it was like a good defensively sound team that they went out there and put up 40 against and they won the game. But uh so it just depends on what Bengals team shows up. If they can put it together and Joe Burrow goes out there and does his thing, Jamar Chase has <laughs> the games he's been having along with T. Higgins, they could very well make a make some noise in the uh the AFC championship and perhaps make the Super Bowl. I don't know, but they they have a chance. I think they have a chance. I honestly um when you look at the playoffs and you look at the teams that are in there, um I think the Titans, the Bengals, Kansas City, and the Bills have a le- well, yeah, and the Bills have a legitimate chance to make the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say the Patriots because I really don't think they do. I think their defense is good, but I, but if you force Mac Jones to win you a game, it's not, it's probably not going to happen. Gotcha, gotcha. So if you had to pick today, your AFC <laughs> Championship matchup and your representative for the ASC for the Super Bowl, who would those teams be? So for the AFC, you said for the AFC championship? You said for the AFC championship? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say number one and number two, Kansas City and the Tennessee Titans to make it to the AFC championship. Mm-hmm. And who would you pick to win it all? Win the AFC, I'm sorry. If if you had to say so right now, if I had to say so right now, honestly, I think that the Titans would beat Kansas City and head over to the Super Bowl. So I think Kansas City, if if they want to make it to the Super Bowl this year, they better hope somebody knocks off the Titans. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I said it on, on Twitter the other day that uh, I'm rolling with the AFC South all the way through. i hear you there now if you uh i'm gonna just just throw this out there of course there is a whole other side to this bracket and that is the nfc what team do you think just to get the 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 kind of the super bowl pick here what team would you predict (laughs) to win the so right now out of the nfc i'm going with the packers the number one seed i'm going with the packers to come out the nfc um it goes through Lambeau and Rogers has Rogers has some stuff to prove this year, especially after what happened last year and then everything this offseason. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, he 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 has some stuff to prove. And you know, I think he's gonna prove it this year and shut some people up and everything. Cause you know, all the talk on Rogers this year hasn't been about the season that he's had, it's been about the whole COVID stuff. And uh, but I think that. I think he's gonna get it done and make it out the NFC Championship this year. Well, we'll definitely see. You know, usually there's a one seed that makes it, and there's a surprise team. That, that's there's for sure. Not over two ones that make it. So that's that's for sure. We'll definitely see what happen happens. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you for coming on, man. Uh, I just want to uh, 
you know, let everyone where they know where they can reach out to you, where they can uh, listen to your podcast and all those things, man. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DropBallsPod. Um, you can listen to the podcast on really any major podcast platform. Just type in Drop Balls Podcast; it'll come up. I'm probably going to record an episode tonight. Haven't put out anything in a what? I guess like a week or so. Uh, you know, just because of dealing with what I've been dealing with. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I'm gonna put out one tonight or tomorrow morning. But yeah, just Drop Balls Podcast on any major podcast platform. And, and take a listen. All righty. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. You've been listening to Tour in the ASC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton, and we're out. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. <laughs>